electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Kingston here with Jim Cramer. David Faber has the morning off. We're coming off that S&P record high and record close, ending the shortest bear market in history. Futures are steady with more blowout retail prints from Target and Lowe's. Our roadmap begins with that retail blowout. Target profits up 80 percent. Same store sales setting a new record. Plus, say goodbye to the bear market. Question is, what happens next? And the president giving verbal support to an Oracle TikTok bid. But, Jim, we will start with the retail numbers. Uh, I guess Lowe's is a good one to start with. It's been called uh, Depot's Quarter on Steroids today. Yeah, look, I think that Marvin Ellison has taken a company that was an all-saran and making it anything but an all-saran. I saw much that I liked. A comparable uh, store, 35% comp. That is just terrific. He's really got, uh, finally, he's got the e-com down. Marvin Ellison is a turnaround man par excellence, and this is an amazing quarter. We don't want Target to overshadow it too much because I like this stock, and I love the fact it wasn't up big early on. It's a buy. Yeah. In-store traffic or in-store comps, Jim, up 11, uh, which is uh, different than what we saw out of uh, others. Uh, I mean, I guess when you don't have as – Fierce a web challenge in home improvement, and you've got the stay-at-home rebuilding boom. Uh, that's going to add to a couple of huge dynamics. Yes, it will. And remember, there was a period where Lowe's actually was not digitized enough. Uh, it also didn't really have a, a very strong customer service. All of that's changed under Mark. And I think he's done uh, – he, look, he is the last person to ever want to – uh, champion himself, so I'll champion him. I'm also champion for how much he helps minority businesses. But this is a man who has changed this culture, changed the company. It is a delight to shop at. Boy, does he take it seriously. If you ever hear anybody that's unhappy after an experience at Lowe's, the numbers show it's obvious that it's a real turn, and it's also not ending uh, in August. It, it continues, and that's yeah. why I think that's why I'm so confident. So that's, that raises uh, B of A's upgrade of Depot today to buy. They go from 290 to 330. Uh, their general point is um, wouldn't surprise them if spending sequentially slowed. But the combination, Jim, of the rebuilding boom and what they're calling the urban exodus uh, means that the long term tailwind's intact. So which do we prefer here? Oh, that's tough because Home Depot is actually cheap on 2021 earnings. Uh, the reason why I'm going to go with Lowe's is simply that Lowe's is the uh, C-plus student going to A-minus. Uh, Home Depot is the A-minus student going to A-plus. And because of that delta of the C to A, I'm going to say Lowe's. Uh, <laughs> I, it really have to look. They're both A students, but one came from all of One was not an honor roll, and the other's been five by the capital for so long. You take it for granted. Yeah. Uh, fascinating uh, quarter. And then, of course, Jim, there's Target, um, which we'll get to uh, some of the internals in a moment. But Brian Cornell was on Squawk this morning, said a couple of interesting things. One was that uh, he credits the quarter not just to stimulus, but the shift in dollars away from travel and retail. And Jim, of course, said something about how comps have held up in August. Here's what he said. 
May was the strongest month with comps over 30%. But in both June and July, we saw comps in over 20%. That strength continued in August, and we're seeing low to mid-teen growth. And the biggest adjustment is probably the consumer who's still waiting for a signal around back to school. So as you might imagine, uniforms and backpack and school supplies are a little slower than last year, but the overall momentum and growth in market share continues as we go into the third quarter. All right. So, so, so is that more optimistic than what McMillan said yesterday? Yes. And what I find, once again, uh, the self-effacing nature of Brian Cornell, I mean, they took $5 billion in share. Now, you could argue they took it from the little guy. That's a totally different discussion, and it's a political discussion to some degree because you need stimulus. But what I liked about about Target was their extraordinary, besides their digital comparable sales, uh, grew 195%. This is shipped, S-H-I-P-T, and anyone who's used it is kind of amazed because in a lot of ways it's superior to Amazon and it's superior to Walmart. No one has saw that coming because the shipped acquisition wasn't that big. Uh, Target has always been a favorite place for uh, my generation. It looks like it's another favorite place for the millennials. It is extraordinary that Brian saw a good uh, August. Now, he did again. He said the backpack's not that good. But the fact is, he's having the best back to school on a relative basis, which is why I think that stock continues to go higher. What caused some stocks to decline yesterday in the segment was back to school was a little sluggish. And look, I can pick on Coles because they didn't say it was a little sluggish. They just said it was bad. But uh, Target's got the most momentum going into the holiday season. And Brian has rebuilt another company, not unlike Lowe's, that had really fallen on hard times. Uh, it, it, Target is now probably, uh, I would say, one of the most fun places to shop. People get that. I'm not denigrating what Doug McMillan's done. But his uh, target's work on e-commerce is extraordinary. Uh, I remember when Brian first took that job, he knew it was woeful. He had to, he had to close Canada first. Very, very tough decision. Then he had to put a huge amount of money toward e-com. And he did it. It's paying off. The stores, by the way, are beautiful. More fun than sh- And remember, one of the themes uh, of this period is, do you want to go to the stores? Do you feel safe? One of the reasons why Costco is up so much and they're not in this reporting period is they've got wide aisles. Uh, people feel safe there. I think that Target is another place that people feel very safe shopping and you can pick it up outside contactless. Brian mentioned that. Just another great quarter. It is hard after we've moved so much to come in and say, you know what? You can still buy Target, but you can still buy Target. Right. You can so buy you don't watch. see a repeat of the there it is right there. Um, You don't see a repeat of sort of the intraday reversal that we saw on Walmart yesterday? Well, I think that you're going to see uh, people say, "Okay, I want to take the profit. The difference is, is that this today we have multiple upgrades and price target boosts in Home Depot. So those people who said, oh, I guess I didn't really have it right and I sold Home Depot are going to lose out on what I think is going to be a decent day. Uh, When people see that, I think they'll extrapolate Home Depot to Target. They will not extrapolate Walmart. By the way, Walmart's a buy, too. I mean, this thing's a little ridiculous. Walmart, Doug McMillan is the most self-effacing. But when I listen to Doug McMillan, he basically says, you know, we did this, remember, 9% comp, but it's good. No, I have to go down there (laughs) to Bentonville, and I I got to hit him upside the head because that guy cannot promote himself to save his life. He is, no, he's not self-effacing. He's a guy, he's a glass-half-full guy, yet in real life, he's not. But when I listened to him, I said, oh, poor Walmart. Huh. Poor Europe. Yeah. It's like Europe. Uh, you, Give me a break. You, know, you, you mentioned the political discussion, Jim, about how these guys were open while their smaller competitors were not. 
do they should they be more overtly expressing that uh, realization out loud? I mean, and I don't know, and in some way being uh, committing to paying back beyond employee bonuses. I was going over with, with my nephew and head writer and only writer Cliff Mason yesterday, and we both agreed that the last thing that Doug McMillan should do is pound his chest, because what you would get is some House Antitrust Securities Committee saying we have to analyze how we got to watch and what did what. Well, there's the graphic we just had, and Exhibit A would be Walmart. So Doug McMillan wisely chooses to not say where he took share and what he did. Because, uh, look, it's such a natural. If you want to do a House Antitrust Small Business Committee where you just basically draw, you, you draw, draw these guys down to Washington and say, how could you do this? It's unfair. I mean, how could they do it? Because they're better run. They got scale. They became amazing companies. And we should applaud them. Remember, Lowe's, Marvin Ellison, has taken that company from a second-rate to a first-rate company. Remember when Target, all we talked about was, was the breach, the security breach, so, it, yes, it doesn't pay to say how great you're doing in this market because Washington does not want to reward you. They want to punish you. That is not political. It's just what you sure. do. Let's call an antitrust investigation right. of why uh, Target's so good. That would be a shame. It's so good because Brian Cornell and his team, his teammates are so good. Yeah. Now, back to school. Uh, Cornell did say that the assortment on back to school would be available for longer because we know, Jim, uh, the season, uh, the school season is starting out choppy. Look at UNC and Notre Dame yesterday. Uh, I mean, how do you how are you synthesizing any concerns you might have about uh, going back to school this year? Uh, I, I've especially heard to uh, to Brian a couple of times. First of all, Notre Dame was the gold standard, so it was really shocking yesterday. But I've said to Brian, I just love it when you drop a kid off to college and there's a target. Uh, because if there's a target, that means you can just outfit them in the room or outfit her in a room in no time. Well, who is going to be left in a situation where you have UNC and they're doing it at home or you, and Notre Dame where probably some parents say you got to come home? Who is going to be able to stay in business? I'm not sure about South Bend and whether he has something there. But the answer is Target survives and the other guys go under. And it is interesting to see if you serve food, the essential food, you were designated to live. And if you didn't sell food, I don't want to say you were designated to die, but there is a DNR sign on your door. Do not resuscitate. And I think that's one of the reasons why you see Nordstrom down. Uh, and then Coles, I mean, there's no food. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like Slurpees. So I really feel that uh, to some no, degree I- that uh, the non-essential essential designation gave you exactly what you're seeing right now. Right. And this was the thesis all along, Jim, right? Yes. Get them in with grocery, uh, at least post-COVID, uh, capitalize on the the hoarding element that we saw in March and April, and then graduate them into general merchandise customers and take share there. Exactly. Grocery being the largest, uh, Walmart the largest. Look at Kroger, by the way. A lot of people felt that Kroger wasn't doing a good job, but hey, they've got food, so they're in business, and a lot of other companies that are marginal are not. This is also, by the way, we don't talk about this, but these companies did not succumb to Amazon. I mean, there'd been another time when we would have have said, woe is me, Amazon took everything. It turns out there were enough business. Again, Brian Cornell talking about the way the consumer spends, the way the consumer does things. The consumer has had to do a a, a reassessment. Many consumers are afraid to do anything other than have contactless or uh, not spend a lot of time. Obviously, you're not going to the movies. You're not going out to dinner. That Yelp interview that we just had in Squawk was chilling to me because you're talking about uh, many, many uh, companies going under. Uh, but not these. The essential designation and food, including Target's food, really was a very big deal. Costco selling food at incredibly low prices. Main reason why they stayed uh, at the top of the game. 
Right, which sort of brings us, Jim, to the stimulus discussions or lack thereof. Uh, Meadows out uh, today and Pelosi yesterday suggesting that skinny deal might be possible. Uh, there's this sort of conversation that, well, we're both going to be in town on Saturday. What can we do? I've been trying to put that deal together all morning, frankly, Carl. <laughs> trying to get the speaker to come on. And I how's failed that going? miserably. I have not been able to do it, but I'm not giving up because if the speaker came on, I think we could nail it down. We could nail it down by 10. Maybe I stayed till 11. I genuinely feel that it deals in the offing because what happens is, is as, as Secretary Mnuchin said yesterday, there are these companies that you can't sell. Uh, and they are the ones that he always described as needing business interruption insurance that they don't have. And the more this goes on and you see that five billion that Target took in share. Well, did that target that target five billion did not come from Home Depot. It did not come from Costco. It did not come from Amazon. It did not come from Walmart. It came from companies that are not going to be in business in another three to six months. And I think the secretary knows that a lot of people are involved in the businesses. They're not marginal. It's just we don't trade them. I mean, we're just not trading Tritorius. We're not trading those little those right. little restaurants that have been able to get seven more tables on the sidewalk or maybe that eighth one that's in the bus bus zone. That's always, by the way, a, something that you have to be careful of. You, you know, they give you a little spot, but when you put the tables in, not everybody sees that you got tables. I genuinely believe that it's uh, the know. restaurant. 15 million people. 15 million people at stake here. And that's the V versus the L. Right. Because the V is in the stock market. Yeah, I, it's not in the real economy. I, ooh, just wait till the temperatures start changing, Jim, uh, as you and I talked about yesterday. Uh, you know, what's the limit? Uh, Jan Niffen, a well-known retail guru, and I were chatting this morning about how, how are people going to dress when they're sitting on a sidewalk having dinner and it's 65 degrees instead of 85 degrees, right? I mean, are we going to see uh, increased demand for boots and coats? Uh, yeah, I had Columbia Sportswear on last night. That would be the one. They've got this new uh, lighter coat that works in the colder weather. But uh, I have to tell you, if you came to my house, you would see all these heat lamps that my wife Lisa bought. They just line the aisle of heat lamps. I don't know. She sent them to my place. But, I mean, heat lamps, you can – heat lamps – they're great when it's 60, but when they're when they're 30, I mean, you, I mean we need a, a Jenkins. We need a Jenkins hot seat and we got to go in the NFL. We need those coats, you know, that have the, you know, like Aaron Rodgers and people don't want to eat in an Aaron Rodgers coat. <laughs> like they're at Lambo outside ordering, I got a Lambo, uh, ordering some Italian Lambo taco. <laughs> Uh, we'll take a break here. There's a lot to get to with uh, Jim this morning, including an update from Southwest on cash burn and their new 8K. Do have a downgrade of Darden, which is kind of interesting. And, of course, Fed minutes on the way today. What are they going to say about their battle on inflation? We're back in a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. 
Southwest is one to watch in the pre-market. They put out an 8K talking about uh, cash burn, Jim, which they brought down to $17 million a day in July. The previously expectation was uh, for about $18 million, $20 million for the quarter so far on what they're calling modest improvements in revenue trends. Yeah, that stock is uh, should be up, not down. Uh, because they're talking about declining the government loan. Uh, Gary Kelly, there we go. Gary Kelly is extraordinary. And remember what he said to us, which is that there's really no place to go. We're getting more, more and more places to go. And, and I think anyone who watches sports knows that there are some pockets of the economy that make it so that you want to get on a plane. Uh, Gary, of course, always been at the Vanguard, is saying, listen, airplane traffic is, is safe, but let's wear masks. Uh, I booked an airplane, uh, airplane yesterday, and I said, like, I it's, geez, I find it's a safer place because people wear masks and the air circulates. He's been at the vanguard of that. These numbers are very good. This stock is ready to run. Huh. Um, so we are, are we're betting on an, an improved, I guess, traffic season going into the fall? I think the trajectory is getting very interesting. I do think part of the problem, uh, but Gary doesn't face it, is, is we can't go to places. Uh, Italy won't take us. They'll send us right back. I know that firsthand. Uh, Spain won't take us unless you have a visa, which is very hard to be able to get. You have many countries that are saying off limits to us. But that doesn't matter so much for Southwest because it's largely domestic. So I would not extrapolate this, although, of course, people will, because people just say, oh, if Southwest is good, it's got to be great for American. I say if Southwest is good, it's great for Southwest. Gary should call in. I know he watches the show and he's a true gentleman. Right. So you think the the domestic travel um, narrative is intact, right? Yes. Because we know that corporate and international is going to take longer to heal. I would have flown up to see uh, the, the Phillies just trash Boston last night. But then again, everyone else is trashing Boston. So it's not as special. <laughs> um, it sort of reminds me of, you know, talking about the fall season, this downgrade of Darden today, Jim, uh. Uh, which they say, you know, casual restaurants going into the fall have holiday parties. There are conventions. There's live sports, as you mentioned, all of which are going to be either at zero or uh, down from typical patterns. And that's going to be rough for some restaurant chains. Right. And I thought that was an interesting note because I felt that the, the, the analyst was truly struggling to say, Chris O'Cole, why Darden may not be doing as well. And they had these, you know, but you don't really look. Do you really have your holiday party uh, catered by Olive Garden? I'd have rather catered by Chipotle. But what truth is, is that the numbers went up too much. And this is part and parcel with the idea that your actual in-store is not doing that well because of, of social distancing. Remember, if you had if you had 100 tables, you're lucky to have 50 tables and they can do a lot with takeout and delivery. But you don't drink wine with takeout and delivery. And that's where the money's made, not on the breadsticks, which are, of course, fantastic, or the bottomless salad, which I love. And the one on Route 10 in New Jersey, I do shout you out as a fantastic olive garden. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Um, we'll keep an eye on the airlines today, Jim. Uh, and uh, I guess to a, to a degree, oil might be a factor as well as we watch some of the yeah. dynamics on OPEC today. We'll take a quick break here. Uh, 20 minutes past the hour as we get set for the opening bell in about 10 minutes. Don't go anywhere. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. The average recovery from a bear market is 1,542 days, calendar days. We just did it in about a tenth of that, 148 days, the shortest bear market in S&P history and futures are hanging on to some mild gains on the S&P and Dow. As we get set for a Wednesday session, don't go away. Let's get Kramer's mad dash watching Biomarin today, Jim. The CEO of Biomarin on many times, and one of the things that was the bright light for his uh, portfolio was there a hemophilia drug, which was just, to me, maybe the big breakthrough for a horrible illness. FDA rejected this one-time therapy for hemophilia today. And I know the company feels quite aggrieved because the, the problems that they're outlining had, weren't even on the agenda before. But this, this is just huge. And the delay, at least till 2022, maybe even putting the kibosh on. I know Biomarin's going to still try. But I thought this drug was the bright light in their portfolio and felt that if they got approved and the stock didn't go up, then it would be taken over. Uh, now you're looking at a portfolio that's not in tatters. They've got a lot of very good uh, orphan drugs. But this was it. And I got to tell you, Carl, hemophilia is hard to beat, but I thought they had it beat. So FDA rejecting Biomarin gene therapy, very bad. Very bad for Biomarin. Yeah. Uh, pipelines are in focus today, Jim, at, at, at Biomarin, at Gilead. And well, I'm sure we'll talk about J&J uh, on their new deal. Gilead, I'm just in shock. I mean, here we had, I thought they had the great R, uh, rheumatoid arthritis uh, uh, answer, I'd say. I don't want to say uh, killer, but answer to what AbbVie had. Uh, and no, AbbVie's, uh, and AbbVie's right back on top. And that is amazing because that's one that a lot of people are challenging. J&J uh, trying to further its uh, uh, pipeline, its medical pipeline, uh, because they need it. They want to be able to emphasize that they are a fast drug company. But I got to tell you, it looks like they got some uh, some other people who want to do that. Uh, Merck with some very good key true <laughs> news. And then Regeneron. Meg with a terrific interview with Dr. Len Schleifer making me feel that, wait a second, if you get COVID in the fall, don't give up this ship. They may have a cocktail that is ready for you. They have a million. Uh, they can produce a million. What the hardest thing is, is that you can't produce these very difficult drugs. They've moved a lot of their uh, uh, of their manufacturing so that they can focus on this on this one drug. The antibody that they're coming up with, the so-called cocktail, is the one that you never want to have to get. Honestly, anyone who has COVID feels so bad, but or a family member who lost someone. But Len's got something for you. It's it could be as close to a magic bullet as you're going to get once you're in the hospital. Right, right. I mean, uh, it's interesting. Wouldn't it be nice, Jim, if this constellation of cocktails like that, saliva tests out of Yale, obviously phase three safety results on a, on a true vaccine, sort of all came together and um, maybe maybe made COVID manageable and, and more than that, helped us keep a lid on other concerns like flu going into the fall. Absolutely. And I, I think that there'll be some people who say, look, the reason why the stock market's going up so furiously is because there's a lot of money being pumped in and there's no alternative. I think there's other people who are saying it's going up so furiously because of the Len Schleifers of the world who just are just quietly working as is J&J, as is Fiverr, as is AstraZeneca, Oxford, uh, just in there, as is Merck, just doing what is necessary. And I'm going to throw Moderna in. You can throw Novavax in to be able to make it so that this thing ends. If this thing ends, 
ends before or makes it so that it's not, uh, I don't want to call it a death sentence, but a, a sentence for changing the rest of your life to a negative, uh, then I think that the stock market is going to be justified in this rally. But right now, I mean, Len has never been, Len Schleifer, he, he's not been a bull. He's been saying, listen, we've done a bull. We're going to do this. If, as long as people feel more confident and then the numbers peak and actually go down faster than not, they're just going down ever so slightly, we would have, uh, sure. we would have a terrific uh, January, February, March. But it, right now it's hope. Just hope. It is hope, Jim. Although um, we'll certainly take the trend, right? Uh, Joe Lavoie on with Squawk earlier this morning. Yeah, I mean, new cases down uh, 36% from the July peak. And you look at what's happened in Arizona. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's encouraging. Yeah, when you look at Arizona, it's seven days before when they when they instituted a uh, the mandatory mask. Seven days later, the numbers started going down. They've been going down ever since. So those who think that there's no uh, relation to the two are uh, people who believe in a flat Earth and, and also uh, are, are, are I think not never took biology. <laughs> Let's get the opening bell here and watch the S and P heat map uh, fill in, Jim. I, I do want to get your thoughts. Speaking of breadth on yesterday because we get these record closes, we get these record highs, but transports, uh, the AD line, I mean, was that confusing to you or does it make sense given what we know about the Giants? Well, I mean, I think that we're all very thrown here. I mean, for instance, Lowe's and the conference call right now, what's lumber, tools, paints, all up 30%. So you make, so housing's good. Housing's 10% of the economy. But what have been the winners? Uh, Gina Francola, who does fantastic work here uh, in statistics, showed me the winners of the top 20 stocks since the peak. In other words, who carried on? Carl, they're, they're almost entirely... Uh, really, semiconductor, semiconductor equipment uh, and cell phone. And, and when you look at that, that isn't the real economy. The real economy may be a Coles. The real economy may be the, the bodega. Uh, so I feel we're all thrown because we know that housing's good. But finance used to be 20 percent of the uh, S&P. Uh-uh, and that's because PayPal Square has, has just eviscerated them. Uh, then you start thinking auto and you have GM. How are they going to go up? Well, they're going to break up GM, not because of sales, even though I think sales are better. So you don't have autos. You don't have finance, industrial on the rocks. If you start right. getting a, a stronger dollar, oil right on the edge. Can't say whether it's going to go up or down. Software as a service and Fuego. <laughs> right, I know huge portions of the economy, Jim, uh, are are being stubborn. I guess relative to the growth in other areas. You mentioned the dollar uh, once again, close to twenty-seven month lows. I don't know if you saw demand, Jim, for the German long bond, record high. Uh, which feeds this argument that people are looking for uh, dollar alternative assets. Yeah, I mean, I think it's become a crowded trade to uh, hate the dollar. Uh, I did that last night with the help of uh, Larry Williams, who's a fantastic technician. Look, I, I just think that I like your, your word stubborn. I may have to steal that for tonight if we have different audiences get away with it. Uh, because what I see is there's just some parts of the economy that can't lift for the same reason that we had that Yelp gentleman speaking, which is that you do not trade the dry cleaner. You do not trade those places where suddenly you see the, le- the number and the leasing agent. At the same time, you do trade Walmart, Home Depot, Costco. Those are companies that suck the lifeblood of small business, which is why people are concerned about small business. At the same time, the customer at home is saying, you know what? I'm getting good prices from these people. I'm cooking at home. It's really great. Turns out I have a lot more money. Let's go buy a chair at Wayfair. Let's go buy a new couch at home. I've got that company on 
tonight. And let's, you know what, let's go on Amazon, let's buy some things, let's have ship take some stuff to us. Next thing you know, what, what you have is an economy where these big guys get bigger and bigger and they give you good prices. So why bash them? And yet there's a lot of people who work at the other places and we have to get that unemployment number down or I don't think we can call an end to recession. We just can call an end to a bear market. They are two very, very different right, right. things. Right. We'll find out what claims show tomorrow. And by the way, you mentioned Wayfair uh, Guggenheim today initiating with a buy 360 target, uh, currently 330. Jim, we haven't touched on um, Oracle TikTok. The president did make some comments about it yesterday in Arizona. If you missed it, here's what he said. I think Oracle's a great company, and I think its owner is a tremendous guy, tremendous person. Uh, I think that Oracle would be certainly somebody that could handle it. Yeah. We gave them until September 15th. After that, they got a closed shop. Okay, that's TikTok. Prefer Oracle to Microsoft? Well, I guess Microsoft wants it, and so does Oracle, and probably so do other people. But they have to also make sure the United States is well compensated, because we're the ones making it possible. Very simple. We're the ones making it possible. So our Treasury has to be very well compensated. And, of course, uh, you talked about this with the Treasury Secretary yesterday, Jim. Yeah, but the last part about tre- uh, compensating the Treasury is a little bit of a sticking point because I don't think anyone really wants to do that other than to say, you know what, thank you. Uh, I do believe that when Safra Katz came to Washington, you know, Safra is the CEO, and Larry Ellison, obviously, donor to, to Trump, got to put that in, of course, but uh, Katz and it is a terrific CEO. And the one thing that Oracle's been trying to prove is they have said over and over again, we have got the best cloud. So, look, I know people on Twitter. I know that Amazon's number one. I know that Azure from Microsoft is number two. I know that Google Cloud is number three and Oracle's way far behind. However, this would be the chance for Larry Ellison to say, you know what? Not only not are, are we uh, very close, but we're going to leapfrog. Remember, this is 50 million uh, daily users. It's 50 minutes at a time. It's a great piece of business. Oracle has very little that the Chinese can strike back on. There's this undercurrent right now where people are saying that she's in trouble. In the meantime, who knows if that's true, but that Microsoft has substantial business in China. So Oracle feels that it has the edge. And more important, and President Trump does not talk about this, is Oracle bid would be 20% Oracle. It would be 80% private equity money. And it's ready to go, and it's ready to go today. So I think that people who think it's fanciful and Microsoft's got it don't understand that the 80% private equity money, including a lot of money that's already in TikTok, wants to go with Oracle. And I don't think it's a stalking horse to try to get a higher bid from Microsoft. But Saudi Nadella is very clever, too. And he's watching. And I've got to tell you, I think that Oracle has, uh, let's say it's a close second. Uh, you still have to bet on the Microsoft horse, but it's, it, it, it's, it's the home stretch. And uh, if Larry Ellison were to, they don't, Larry does not come on TV. Software, I already begged her to come on. How many times can you beg? Uh, but at the same time, I think that they're very real. And by the way, uh, Jared has a very close relationship with Safra. Uh, And not that these people are sure and frank, but, you know, these are people who obviously matter a great deal. And I I, I think that Jared wants this deal to go to Oracle. Interesting, Jim. As as part of the larger China conversation, uh, the president did say yesterday he's not interested in further talks with China. And then this bit about warning universities 
uh, to avoid Chinese names on delisting risk. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And also, remember, keep it in front of you that the IPOs have been have been far underperforming. The Chinese IPOs, which by far are the largest cohort so far this year, underperforming. Some of them have been disastrous. The president's very close to that. Peter Navarro is very close to that. Uh, if they start holding the Chinese companies to the same standards of ours, you'll see it's just Alibaba and then a big, a big uh, decline after that in terms of putting out numbers that look like U.S. numbers. I would avoid most Chinese stocks studiously. It's obvious that we are uh, not just having a trade war. I can't call it an exact cold war, but I think there's a lot of people who feel that, and it wasn't talked about enough, that to step up with Taiwan and giving them the weapons that they need to be able to say, hey, listen, China, you are not, you can't Hong Kong us, was something that she uh, per- took very personally. And so I think that you have to be, you have to be very careful if you own a Chinese stock, because I don't think the president really wants any of those stocks. And when you speak to them, they're beginning to be understanding that Luckin was not Starbucks. Luckin being the company that I was most yelled at by bankers. It's the first time you know, they got my number and they called me, said, Jim, if you, I always love it. When they start by saying, you don't know what you're talking about, I always say the same thing, which is unless you're my mom, I'm hanging up on you. Yeah, and Jim, you, you've had a little tolerance for any questions about accounting. You've long said that. Yeah, I mean, um, accounting irregularities we'll equals it. sell. I mean, what are we going to suddenly rethink? It's yeah. like, hey, it's bad accounting irregularities, but let me tell you the good side. What are you like? You think I went to college to get stupid? Uh, although, Jim, you know, the Chinese today said that uh, the U.S. sailing near Taiwan uh, is extremely dangerous. And yet Nike and Apple are leading the Dow at this very moment. I'm uh, raising price target Nike. I know. Nike's a little bit. Uh, yeah. Remember, the Ministry of, of uh, Sport likes Nike. And uh, I think that Apple has the best product. And sometimes the best product wins unless you decide to ban it. That has not happened. Uh, I, Tim Cook has walked the line really, really well. And by the way, I regard Apple as being the winner there as being great for America. So I'm not. Uh, and I think the president struggles over that very issue. But Taiwan is about Taiwan's semiconductor and the need to be able to maintain our leadership in the semiconductor world. By the way, one of the top 10 stocks for, uh, since the uh, February peak was uh, was KLA 10 core. And then if you go down to the 20, you've got uh, Lamb Research, the old Novellus. Uh, and that's what we're great at. We are great at semiconductor equipment. We can't have the Chinese steal that from us, too. They are adept at stealing. I wish Peter recall Peter Navarro, who, who's the first one to really alert me to exactly how much theft there really is. But Peter likes to come on other shows. Eh, say la vie. Uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll come back, Jim. Well, um, to your point about Nike, Susquehanna goes to 150 today. Uh, so we'll watch that. And Katie Huberty had some more supportive comments about Apple as well. At Morgan Stanley. Yeah, well, Katie Huberty is the person you listen to. Yes. She was the only one who didn't... Uh, do buy, hold, buy, hold, buy, hold, sell, buy, hold, buy, hold, buy, sell, 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 buy, 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 buy. She just said own it. And uh, Katie yeah. is a beacon. By the way, a quiet beacon. Very, again, the self-effacing of the of the greats versus a lot of people come on and say, you know what? This, Tim Cook, I mean, if only, if only he could be Steve Jobs. Well, Steve, stock was pretty good under Steve Jobs. But I'll take the Tim Cook move any day of the week. Why are uh, people yep. so short-sighted? Uh, interesting. Well, what, we're, by the way, we're still on Apple, $2 trillion. Uh, market cap watch, which we need 467, just a couple dollars short of that. But Jim, overall, broadly, I mean, we're in the uh, we're in the game where travel is going to lead. Carnival, uh, some retail, 
Uh, definitely the airlines. That Southwest 8K definitely made some noise. Well, it should because that, that's been the missing piece of the puzzle. I mean, I read that and I said, I'm so close to telling people, you know what, just swallow it and buy Boeing. But instead, you should buy Honeywell, which is the, which is the uh, chicken cyclical way to play, to play Boeing because they own the cockpit. Uh, I, I feel very strongly that the uh, NVIDIA tonight is going to be key. Because the stock has run up too much as far as I'm concerned. If NVIDIA has to do everything right in order to be able to continue to justify it or else we're going to come in tomorrow and we're going to say, darn it all. So let's watch NVIDIA because it's now a $300 billion company. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard you say that, uh, that NVIDIA's uh, coming in hot, as you like to say. I, just feel- I mean, we have seen some examples where stocks did that and the print delivered. Well, I think NVIDIA can certainly do it. Uh, they have auto auto that's not as strong. They have this Mellanox acquisition that is terrific. I, look, I mean, maybe I'm playing superstitiously. I don't want to jinx NVIDIA. Huge position for my charitable trust always <laughs> has been. I just don't want to jinx them. I mean, I, I, they need a target it, and they can do it. They could be the target of this group, meaning a company whose stock has run so much. And then it turns out it hasn't run enough. Uh, but I think people at this point would rather buy American Air and Delta, knowing that they're just down in the, in the dumps, than they would buy the number one stock uh, in the market, which is NVIDIA. Number one. Sure. Yeah. No question about it. Um, so we did edge above uh, yesterday's all-time high on the S&P and the NAS. Let's get to Bob Asani. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Carl. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Uh, a new high on the S&P, just barely again, but fairly mixed open, about even on the advanced decline line and not a lot of clear direction in terms of the sectors. Remember, the market leaders this month remain technology, industrials doing well, banks lagging, uh, energy lagging as well. But you see here sort of a mixed open here, Healthcare banks modestly on the upside, energy down, uh, retail, uh, which has had a decent month overall, uh, just modestly to the upside. I've often said there's two different economies out there, or it seems that way, doesn't it? There seems to be the digital economy where goods are uh, goods and buying is shifting online. And then there's everything else. Boy, talk about this digital economy. You can see this with the digital sales uh, for the big retailers. Look at these numbers with Target up 195 percent for digital sales. Lowe's 135. Walmart, that was yesterday, up 97 percent. These are amazing numbers uh, and are really helping uh, power the overall comp store sales forward here. But despite all these good numbers here, uh, uh, Target was similar to other companies pointing to some slight decelerating numbers, similar to what um, uh, Kohl's, Walmart were pointing to yesterday. Look, this is Brian was on this morning, Brian Cornell saying May was up 30 percent. June and July was up 20 percent. August is up in the low to mid-teens. So, yes, good numbers, pent-up demand early in May, obviously, but still somewhat decelerating. And TJX, which we don't talk about a lot, also said something very similar this morning in their numbers. Uh, they had strong initial sales in the second quarter. If you put up TJX's numbers, strong initial sales, but then traffic and sales moderated, and that's their term they used in the press release through the second quarter. And now their estimates for Q3 sales, this is just for stores that are open, down 10 to 20%. And they also, like Kohl's, talked about the slower back-to-school selling season. So these things are, are, are these issues are not going away here with the back-to-school numbers. So on the retailers here, you see Lowe's, that's a new high. We see uh, Target, that's a new high as well for Target. TGX, of course, down here suffering a little bit from, I guess, the Kohl's syndrome uh, that they had uh, yesterday here. Um, as for where we go from here, we have new highs. 
Um, I think the issue might be the U.S., you know, how long can the spending spree continue without the stimulus checks is a major issue. But new highs here. Uh, I noted yesterday we only had 25 new highs on the S&P. That's like 5 percent. That's not great. And we have less than that today. So we, we're at new highs without a lot of new highs. That's because the big mega cap names are sitting right near new highs and they're pushing the index to the upside. Broader rally needs more new highs. We don't have that uh, yet uh, what's next for the markets? Well, you know, it is fairly typical to have a modest pullback after a new high. So if you see something, you know, four or five, six percent, nobody would be surprised to see that. Uh, I would pay a lot of attention to these back to school warnings. Uh, they seem to be resonating with a lot of investors. Uh, as for where the money is, it, I don't care what anybody says. There is no big, massive exodus out of technology into value stocks. You look, look at the volume. There is, it's not happening. You'll get mini rallies, yes, for a few days in banks, for a few days in industrials, for a few days in energy, and it doesn't last. We've had three, four of them in the last three months or so, and none of them have any real staying power. So I'm sticking with big money is staying with technology. As for what the next catalyst is, if you look at the VIX futures, there is a big spike in the next two months around the elections. The VIX October futures, October ending uh, futures contract is almost at 30 right now. Uh, that indicates that the market's very nervous about the election and the possible outcomes around that election. So if you're looking for uh, a catalyst, the market is telling you that it's the election that's likely to be the most volatile uh, 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 next event for the overall markets. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, thanks for that. We continue to watch uh, yields here today as we await the Fed minutes this afternoon. Let's get to Rick Santelli. Yes, Carl, this is the fourth session lower for long-dated Treasury yields, as you see on this chart that starts on Thursday. We just dipped under 65. We're at 64 basis points. That's down three basis points. We're at 72-plus on our high watermark as we drift. Let's look at the health of the 10-year note yield going into those minutes Carl just mentioned. We could do that by looking at a mid-March chart. This is like the EKG of tenure. You see on that mid-March right to the left is your first blip. That's right around, what, 120 basis points. Then we go to early June, next EKG blip. It's around 90 basis points. And last week, Thursday, another blip, 72 basis points. You see the pattern here. Each one of those blips is getting lower. And we continue to ride along the bottom. Our lowest yields closed right around 50, 51 basis points. And we're not all that far away from it at this point. The action continues to be in the foreign exchange market. The euro seems to be leading the charge against most of the majors, although it, some of that strength has fallen off against the Japanese yen. It's still pretty solid against the Chinese yuan. And you can see that versus the dollar, fresh highs going back to March of 2018, we'll call it 27 months. On this particular chart, you can see we're up six sessions in a row against the greenback. Today is number seven. And as for the greenback, here's a chart of the dollar index going back 28 months to April of 2018. And you can see the drop. Many believe right around 121 is going to be resistance on the euro versus dollar side. We'll have to wait and see. We still have a ways to go. Carl and Jim, back to you. All right, Rick, we'll see you in a little bit. Our uh, Rick Santelli. Take a break here. Uh, we did edge above that S&P record high from yesterday, and the banks are leading today. Kind of a nice shift as Goldman and JPM lead the Dow. We're back in just a moment. 
The list of universities adjusting their reopening plans continues to grow. This time it's Notre Dame announcing it's canceling in-person classes and moving uh, those online for at least two weeks due to a surge in COVID cases. The school has set up an extensive testing system in an effort to bring students back to campus. Michigan State, meanwhile, asking students who were planning to move into dorms to stay home for now, Jim. Uh, we mentioned UNC and even uh, Dr. Gottlieb this morning uh, on Squawk talking about how Awfully hard to keep students from avoiding parties when they come back. This is the big issue in the fall. And one of the things that I think has got most people on tenderhooks, uh, my wife's on the board of Bucknell, and they have spent many, many hours trying to figure out what the right thing to do is. I think they've got a good philosophy. Uh, but the problem is, is that it only takes a couple of kids to not do the right thing. This is not like the, uh, the bubble in the NBA. It's not even like, like the NFL, where at least they're testing, testing, testing. Uh, and I think it's part of a confusion that has made it so. I'm going to extend this to the analysts on Wall Street. Analysts on Wall Street, they dealt with the terrible uh, COVID that we had in New York. Uh, they have kids in college or there are no many people in college, and it's just not working. And they extrapolate that, and they say, listen, uh, we're kind of bullish on the market. And these are just different worlds, and they're not, they don't extrapolate. There's not a lot of stocks related to, to colleges. And I'm not speaking about the online colleges. Those are stocks. But this is just another right. example of... Of how difficult it is to try to figure out what's wrong with the economy versus what's right with the stock market. So you're, you're basically describing a huge blind spot when it comes to public markets. Yeah, I mean, because these are all, you know, nonprofits getting killed, uh, small, medium-sized businesses getting killed, giant companies doing terrifically, digitization going on uh, unrestrained, 5G unrestrained, uh, housing very strong because of the uh, de-urbanization, uh, and of course, uh, people spending more at home because they're not going out. These are patterns that many people misjudged, in, including many analysts. Uh, and then don't forget, the president did say this was going to go away, and that did not help uh, universities trying to figure out a strategy. Right. Uh, extremely complex. Yes. Uh, the board dynamics, I can't imagine. It uh, must be uh, oh, very difficult. Oh, my. Everyone uh, wants watching to do the, the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Watching the markets here. Interestingly, Target at 150 is hanging on to its gains after that monster quarter. Uh, that's a 10% gain. We're back in just a moment. The dynamics of the oil industry going to come back into focus as we watch OPEC. There's a look at crude, uh, which, depending on who you ask, remains a proxy for global activity. Uh, all around the world. Meantime, Dow's up 122 and Stop Trading with Jim is coming up next. Let's get to Jim and Stop Trading. One of the things I refuse to give up on are the cruise ships. Why? Because they have such great management. And here I'm speaking this time of Royal Caribbean. Uh, last week, Richard Fain put on a, just a, 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 a primo performance talking about how the bookings are still up very big for 2021. Uh, it's same thing happening, by the way. Norwegian doing incredibly well. Carnival, another network, speaking very positive. And Royal Caribbean is the way they're extrapolating the Southwest news. Do I think that's right? We're not going to be doing any cruising, cruising this year. But the fact that people are signing up still for next year tells me Royal Caribbean, decent bet. I like the stock. Wow. And you think in retrospect now, Jim, does it seem like not doing a cruise-related specific stimulus package was the right move? Yeah. I, look, I mean, I think these companies were able to, if you recall, the 
dark days uh, uh, when things were really bad, March, April. Uh, Carnival did an 11% deal. Wow. I mean, what a steal that was, I think, in retrospect. And that's when uh, when Jay Powell said, you know what, we're not going to let this happen. We're not going to do a replay of 2007, let alone 1931. And he went to work. And so these companies were able to raise money in the public markets. Congratulations to all of them. Uh, Norwegian, by the way, is the one that's best mm-hmm. capitalized. They have 2.2 years worth of money if they don't, if cruising doesn't come back. I think these companies are very well run. Would I take a cruise right now? No. Uh, but next year, yes. Wow. That's going to be remarkable. That first sailing, if and when it happens, Jim, that's uh, going to be huge. And I would do it um, on the, that top level. The haven level of, of Norwegian is one of the greatest <laughs> bargains of a lifetime. And I would go to Alaska to watch the calving, as they call it, of the glaciers. Really fun to watch the glaciers. Yeah. Okay, Good. so I've got At Home, which is a, a huge furniture company. Uh, yes, I mean, giant furnishings gets, the, well, what, that stock's up 1,000% from the bottom. Uh, Lee Bird's terrific. Steve Angel, I mean, Lindy, this is a company, by the way, you want to hear about what they're doing with hydrogen fuel cells. I know people love hydrogen. I am going to do massive hydrogen tonight. And then Vincent Roche, Analog Devices just report another great quarter. They're making an acquisition, so it's not reflected in the stock, but ADI, hard to go wrong, does a lot of cell phone, a lot of auto. We covered the waterfront today. All right, Jim. Plus, we got, we got a lot. And, of course, it'll be fun to kick uh, NVIDIA around tonight. We'll see uh, at 6. NVIDIA. Bunny, I just can't course, jinx my dog, and Eastern I can't time. jinx NVIDIA. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.